This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Luca Nation. We'll call this the Zen Flow. This is, uh, this is it's kind of hoodie weather. Cage and I called each other this morning, and I was like, it's kind of cold here in Florida. And Cage is like, yeah, it's kind of cold, cold here in New York. So it, it's hoodie weather. It's Halloween time. Everything's good. There's tons and tons and tons of sports. Cage is probably three, four, five stogies in. So got a ton to talk about, man. Ton to talk about. Um, basketball. There's some soccer games today. Your hair looks amazing. Anything I miss Mello. Now out. I put the hoodie on. Yeah, no. I mean, we start the season with no Carmelo. I mean, that's kind of sticking out to me. We talk about hoodies and no Carmelo Anthony. You said that too. yesterday, too. You know, I like that guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a Carmelo fan. You know, I mean... I'm tangentially, I guess I was a Nick fan in the 80s and the 90s. And Jordan just ripped out our heart all the time. And it was nice. I remember when Carmelo came here. And, you know, he's just somebody I pulled for. It's funny. You know, I remember when LeBron came in the league. And I remember Melo was like, you know, that's always been kind of my M.O. Like, I never went for the Edwards. I went for the LaMelo. I never went for LeBron. I went for Carmelo. I didn't go for, you know, Chris Webber. I was a Penny Hardaway guy. Like the guy How'd that came worked out uh, on Penny, decent. Lamelo Ball remains to be seen. Um, the Carmelo Anthony one was that that didn't work out well at all. He Those never times. was he ever cardboard relevant. I mean, I think he was. You know, when he when he was playing there for Denver for a while there, they had a decent team. You know, um, and um, you know when he came to the Knicks, there was a whole big you know I'm coming home, I'm coming home, I'm coming home. Remember that whole thing. And, you know, he came home. He just forgot to bring some defense with him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, listen, history takes time, you know. I mean, Dwayne Wade, his prices may do something down the road. People may, you know, grow to appreciate what kind of great player he was. Um, and maybe it won't. I'm, I guess we'll see. But, yeah, I miss Melo in the beginning of the season. But here's what Anything. I want to know from you. Tell me. Yeah. Um, Will will there be any game on the slate today where there's not a thirty point scorer? Oh, we're doing this. Remember, we talked for like two hours today. We must have covered like a hundred different topics. Two different conversations. The history of we talked twice today. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's right. That's right. You were putting out fires at work. It's been a busy work week. They're they're, they're taxing that ass. Yeah, and then I took care of some stuff at home too. You know, it's nice. The pool's still open. I got to get that taken care of. Get the patio furniture in, and and that kind of stuff. It's too cold. I can't. I was gonna think about going to the pool today, but it was like you know forty something degrees this morning. The pool was probably pretty pretty darn cold. Here's um, a fun fact about Cage. He's he he plays a costume like he wears a costume of a lawyer, but he's actually a glorified salesperson. Fun fact. Learned much. that about him two weeks ago. Yeah, sure. oh, it's all sales. Life it's all is sales. sales. Someone's always selling. He is Napoleon Hill. He is basically the Napoleon Hill, the king of persuasion. 
you have, you know, I mean, every time there's a call, right? Someone's always selling. You're either selling you or you're either selling them or they're selling you on a reason why there's a no. Right? Isn't that boiler room? Cage, Cage and I, we had a cool conversation this morning. So we're going through like the, the perils of history of the NBA. And we were like, how many points a game was the most Kobe ever averaged? It was 35.4. And we're like, right. how much did his team average that year? And it was well, the reason why we started, remember, was I said last night, basketball is the greatest for the hobby. Everyone's happy. And I look, I said there were four teams that played last night. Harden had 35. He had 22 at halftime. Tatum and Brown both scored 35. Steph Curry and LeBron each had 30. And I said, you know, this is why people love basketball because any given day, any one of their stars, you'd be looking for LeBron. Wow, LeBron, LeBron's 127 years old and he put up 31 or 33, uh, 14 and 8. And, you know, the, the Bron testicles come out and they say, wow, no one's ever done what Bron's doing at this age. Well, no one's ever played at this age with this type of basketball. And, and Andrew went down a little rabbit hole and he, 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 he thought it was one year, but it turned out to be another year where Kobe averaged 35 and the team averaged 97 per game. And do you remember what mm-hmm. rank they were in the league? This was like, what, 2007 maybe? This is 2005. They were the third highest ranked Third so they scoring. were, they were a top five, top seven, something like that. But you know, he scored thirty-five points out of ninety-seven. So the first part about that conversation, what's amazing is, you know, it's one thing to score thirty when your team scored one hundred and forty, but if you score thirty-five a game when your team scored ninety-seven. That's an interesting thing, right? That's a, that's a little different. It's a different game. It's a different sport, right? And then Andrew really went down the rabbit hole because I said this is why people love it. Like the game. You know, whether it's fouls, free throw shooter, just everyone chucking threes, whatever the reason is, it's all offense now. And everybody's putting up these video game type numbers. And do you, do you remember what you did? You said, all right, you know, well, you went through the last couple of years and who was the lowest scoring teams? So back then, and we're not talking that long ago, during Kobe's playing days, if you averaged 100 points a game, you were in the top three scoring teams. In now, 2000. <laughs> In 2011, 2012, there were three teams, three total teams over 100 points per game in 2011 and 12. 15 was Oklahoma the turning City, point, remember? Oklahoma City, San Antonio, and Denver. Oklahoma City was averaging 103 points a game, San Antonio 103, and Denver 104. Every other team was under 100 points per game 10 years a decade ago. ago. Yep. And you go back to the 2015 season. There were only a couple of teams that averaged over 100 points a game. And then Steph won. Steph and Clay won chucking, chucking, chucking. And you go to last year and the year before, and what Andrew found was every team averaged over 100 points. Every single team. It used to be you were top team in the league if you cracked 100. Now 103 is like you're last in the league. That literally is the Curry effect. When they say Curry changed the game, you see it. If you just go through from like 2010 all the way to 2020 and the scoring, it's kind of mind-blowing. Do you, do you appreciate Curry more seeing that? I mean, his legacy on the game, sure. I think I would appreciate Kobe, Jordan. I appreciate those guys more, the people who were averaging 30 points a game when there weren't as many points to be had. There weren't as many shots being taken. You know, there weren't uh, – a different game. 34, 35% of the team's points versus 20, 25. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there's two guys scoring 35 points, you know, I mean, it's it's insane. You know what I mean? It really is. Um, 
Whereas 35 would be like, wow, that's yeah, he's the best player in the league. Now you're not even scoring top on your team. I mean, it's it's pretty nuts. Something that frustrates me, it's you you pull any, you know, any half intelligent fan. Embiid is the number one guy on that Sixers team, right? And Maxi is like this up and coming youngster. How do you explain? Like, is this bad coaching? Is this a, just huge egos in the NBA? Yesterday, Harden had more dribbles, basically more usage since his MVP season. Now, how how do you process that? Because to, to me, that's really annoying as a fan. What, that Harden's getting more usage than Embiid? Is it annoying as a fan or is it annoying as an Embiid card collector? I'm not an Embiid card collector. I have one Embiid card. Um, it's annoying as like, I want this team to do well and win and find the recipe for success. And that recipe is Embiid gets fed. Harden is a playmaker first to score a second. And I think Maxi is more than capable of being the number two, a option with Tobias Harris being a three and Harden finding his spots versus like Harden comes out and he just starts shooting and nobody else finds their way into the game. They, so, th- so that's the Celtics had a very good game plan, and it wasn't until late in the third quarter, early fourth, where a ball was jumped into Embiid, where he just had Horford on him by himself. The Celtics' help defense was very, very good. They knew that the game plan for the Sixers would be exactly what you wanted it to be, and that forced a lot of uh, moving the ball out to Harden. And not every team's gonna be able to do that. Horford's a decent defender, but if you watch that one play, even the announcer said it. Because Embiid just ate his lunch. Like, you know, he, he did a little half a dream shake. He, like, you know, dropped shoulder to the left, turned right, and was just past Horford. Easiest layup I've seen since, you know, I played against Ian. And the announcer's like, that's the first time in the game that they've they've allowed, you know, him to go one-on-one. And it was because the game was almost, like, out of hand already. You know what I mean? Like, So um, so is is that – does that mean that Harden doesn't have the the point guard, the IQ, to be able to find other players and get them involved in the game? Well, who else do you, who else do you want to get who else do you want him to get involved? I mean, Maxi, I love Maxi's potential. Maxie's and I know fantastic. I know everybody loves Maxi and he scrambles and he, you know, he runs around. He looks directionless out there sometimes. He looks like he's he's more intent on like running in circles rather than, you know, actually forcing the action, being aggressive and taking the ball to the hoop. Now, this is just my take after watching them all play. I watched the entire game last night so that we could talk today. I you watched think both. Maxi games looks directionless. Yeah, Maxi runs around. He, he 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 is like the Energizer Bunny. But sometimes I want to yell at the television, like, "Okay, go the other way. Like, go towards the basket. What are you doing, running in circles? You're trying to get your, you know, you're trying to get everybody tired. You're trying to get yourself tired. Like, he just doesn't look. He doesn't look aggressive. He doesn't look like he wants to take it to the rack. He doesn't look like he wants. He's looking for a shot. And maybe that's because there are people on his team who are supposed to be the MVP and who have already won the MVP. So he's he's a little, you know, uh, gun shy. But he does not look like he's a shoot first. You watch, like, I'll compare him to Jordan Poole, your guy, who's also a young up-and-coming guy with stars on his team. When Poole gets a ball in his hand, he's either shooting it or he's driving and creating a shot for himself. Very, very decisive when the ball comes his way. Maxi, no. It's a, it's a difference. So, so Tobias Harris, great. Our whole team is kind of indecisive then by that respect. I would say Embiid and Harden are pretty indecisive as players. Embiid, I watched Embiid's game last night. Embiid's he's talented. Nobody can take away from the fact he's talented. He's annoying though, right? He's a flopper. He's a flo- he's like a very large Neymar. He's a flopper <laughs> and he like he plays dirty. 
And he could have broken Smart's arm. And you know I'm a Smart fan, even though I hate Boss. I'm not no love loss. Could have broken that Noah's nose on that one drive too. I mean, it was he 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 Don't plays dirty. Vonley, yeah, no Vonley, yeah. But look, he, if your if your answer is they need to solve for getting Embiid open with the ball on the block in the paint, yes, they do. If that's passing out to Harden and then Harden passing it back in or whatever it is, I mean, triangle offense, whatever you're going to run, yeah. The, the reality is Doc never really had a very creative offense. So it, it is on Doc. And it's, that's how it's going to be. But you know what's something I did think about with basketball and basketball season being back? Before this run-up, and we could talk about cards that people are posting that are back to 2018, 2019 prices, maybe being a good buy, hint, hint, Bowman, Chrome, uh, uh, what's his name? Mike Trout. Mike Trout. But something I thought about before this run-up, what comes with run-up? Volume, people, demand, right? Mm-hmm. We needed to wait for season to start to sell into strength because there was no strength other months, right? Yeah. We always talk about sell into strength, sell into strength, sell into strength. strength. What I'm seeing recently, what's frustrating to people, isn't that comps are down. It's that there isn't any strength in buying. Right, like it's different when you sell into strength. You list it on your story, and people gobble it up in an hour. Versus, like you have to like really find buyers, really find buyers. And it, it got me thinking, like before this run up, before all this demand, is that what people waited for? Season to start, sell into strength. Yeah, I mean basketball is one of those great things where the games are played almost every day. You know, every other day. Um, it's not baseballish, but it's got the right number of games, like football. All right, people sell on the run-up to the season. Then it's like one week. All right, well, my quarterback was great. My quarterback sucked. Buy, sell, right. two weeks. You know, it's you know, you got to wait a whole week. Um, basketball, you know, it's, oh, season started. Let's go. All right, well, if if Curry starts off, you know, five and zero, oh, and he's averaging thirty-three points, people are going to be looking for Curry cards. You know, Jordan Poole has a couple of bad games. All of a sudden, you might get some bargains on Jordan Poole cards. You know, I mean, it's 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 amazing how that works, even though. You know, five games is not even you know ten percent of the season. It's like five percent of the season, but still, um, you know, there's a there's a lot here. You start to get a real sample size, and yeah, I mean, basketball is exciting, man. Basketball, it's got a lot of stuff going for it. You know, I understand why um, it has become the um, you know the the go to sport for collecting, right? And while we're seeing an uptick in, offense, I don't. I think for investing, no. All of it, I think, right? I mean, for investing to survive, there still has to be a collector base who's ultimately going to want those cards. Maybe not at you know flipping prices, but but you know you, you still need that collector base to build on. But but the funny part, what I say about basketball is, here we are, score, 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 score. You know, football, it's two thirds of the games, over sixty percent of the games so far this year have finished under. If you were to just bet the under on every game so far in the NFL, you'd be making plenty of money, which is just insane because that's not what you want. You don't want to have a week where Justin Herbert plays in a primetime game and doesn't throw a single touchdown. The guy who owned the $1.8 million Herbert card does not want to see that. He wants yeah, to see Herbert throwing five touchdowns. He owns Josh Allen and Mahomes. He has a, like a little flavor. He has different sprinkles. <laughs> All right. Different well. seasons, depending on who does well. I mean, with offense down across the league, none of them are really, you know, Jalen Hurts. 
<laughs> it's jail hurts right now. So what are you in what's Ian ripping this Friday? What what have you guys been ripping? Ooh, I don't know. We've been we've done Pokemon the last two weeks. We've done Pokemon the last two weeks. Um there's a comic store a couple blocks away from our house that just does comics, no sports cards at all. And they also stack um they stock, you know, TCG cards, they have MetaZoo. Don't they have yeah. uh they have uh they have Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. So we've we've got Lost Origins is the is the most recent uh, Pokemon set. So we've opened some of that. He got a good card last time, a black and gold Pikachu chase card. Pretty nice. Did your guy call you about uh, National Treasure Soccer? Which guy? Oh no. guy. no, no, no! I, I, he he's out this week. His son's getting married, so his store is closed for the whole week. So he didn't call me about National Treasure. Yeah. Did you call him? Be like, I could run the store for you. No, no, he's allowed to take off for his son's wedding. You know, he doesn't have to do. He doesn't have to be open. That's that's what the LCSs don't know. The retail man, you got to be there twenty four seven almost. I mean, this guy doesn't. His people will wait. It's a very small store. All right. Well, we got basically every single team is playing today except for the Clippers. So I'm pumped. I'm going live on whatnot. We're doing mystery packs tomorrow. Today we're doing a mail day. Mail days are oh, even yeah. more fun than mystery pack days because we just get to ch chat shit with um, the people in the audience, talk NBA, predictions, all that stuff. So uh, I'm very, very, very much excited. So what are the what are two or three cards that you're excited that you got in the mail today? You don't have to show them. Just you know, a couple cards you got in hand. And you're like, oh, this is nice. Did you uh, did you did you get any CSG cards? Yeah, ton of CSG cards. So what's that slab like in here? Yeah, I am I'm like blondes, brunettes, redheads. I, I'm not like I, I've never been that dude. Like the, the more the merrier. CSG, right. SBC, BGS, PSA, whatever looks it's it's value. It's value. So um revolution, ton of revolution cards. Your favorite your favorite brand, like value brand. No, my, yeah. my, my favorite pickup. Honestly, it's revolution. I still, I sort of – something annoys me about the hobby, or maybe this is how the hobby is now. It's so monkey see, monkey do. Like if you post a card that like isn't like the in-demand NT card, you don't mm -hmm. get love. But I think I've got a better buy than any any NT. Like I got – this is this curry. I love that. I put, I did a like on that one when you posted it. I put a little heart I mean it. you should, but it, like think about this. A numbered curry, on-card auto, mm -hmm. game-worn patch. That's sweet. But the problem is that's 2010. They did not have any orange jerseys during that year. So clearly it's a jersey swap. Somebody has messed with that card. Yeah, so I thought about that. I was like, <laughs> could they have had an orange jersey that year? Why is it orange? So I've thought about that 100%. Let's take that into consideration. It might be a jersey swap. No, I'm kidding. No one's swapping that jersey out. No one's spending time swapping out that card. They swap out like RPAs and stuff. No, one, no I, I hear you. Like you orange. What no, is that? Look at, look at the picture. There's orange in the picture. Yeah, maybe like the old school jerseys. Yeah, it's the ones that have like the weird looking warrior in it. You know, like it's like orange and blue. And on card auto, second year curry, game worn numbered, 450 bucks. Now I set the comp. I think that's a $1,000 card. It's not four fifty. You didn't pay for it. You paid nine fifty. Why are no. you telling people to come? I always tell people to come because I love getting deals. Deals, so deals, deals, you are deals. So not creative. Because now somebody wants a deal on your deal. Yeah. When you try to move that card, it's gonna be three seventy five now. 
and you just got to take a haircut. It's ridiculous. What are you doing, well, man? No I'm, learning, I'm learning the market, but I, I got to – I mean, Card Ladder does the comps anyway. Everyone sees no what I paid. No comps. There's no comp on that card, everyone. It was $4,000. There's missing a zero on the Card Ladder. It's a typo. No? I'm, I'm, I'll, move. I'll, I'll trade. I'm, we're going to Chantilly this weekend. I'm bringing the cards. We're going to make moves. Um, if any of you guys are going to be in the Virginia area and want to stop by, come say what's up. You guys have my cell phone number. You could DM us uh, on Instagram. Cage will be in attendance Saturday. He's doing like the old business uh, executive move. Red eye in the morning, leave at night. Just a boss, boss play. I'll be there for trade. Trade night a little bit. Yeah. Hey, now. Before we wrap, what's good? I mean, I know the hobbies. I'm having fun, man. I think, I think, you know, dig holes, like sometimes like the boring stuff, the boring stuff, like carry water, chop wood. This is that time where there's maybe not a ton of action, but like the behind the scenes, the iceberg that nobody sees is being formed. The roots are growing. So I, I love periods of time like this when everyone is maybe relaxing, lounging, and our community is is putting in the work to, to separate themselves. I mean, there are some major cards for auction. You know, the Premier Auction has some, you know, some crazy stuff in it. And, you know, it looks like there's a swing towards, you know, some memorabilia and that kind of stuff as well. Um, you know, Kobe Sneakers or in PWCC Premier, uh, you know, uh, I say it's because it ends tomorrow. You know, I mean, a lot of people will be listening to this be the day that it ends. Um, you know, I'm trying to find I'm, out what truly uh, incredible cards are in this, right? Because when everything goes up, everything's incredible. What are truly incredible cards? I think we'll find out. Yeah, I mean they they have a, an incredible Brady. I mean, even with Brady cards, you know, and Brady stock going down. I mean, they have a. I think the BGS nine with a ten auto, the you know the the championship ticket out of a hundred, and I, I think it might be like you know two million dollars or like that. Like it's you know, it's a really nice Brady if you take a look at that one. And you know they got a, a Braun RPA, they got a. They got a, a trout red out of five, you know, the one that uh, the 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 super Vegas factor, Dave? yeah, the super factor was like four million dollars or three million dollars and change. They got one out of five. Um, How much is that at? Last I looked, it was a half million plus buyers premium. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven figures, just because they're, you know, I mean, five of them. So just there, you know, they have some really nice cards in Premier. So trout, I mean, trout is trout is the Jason Tatum of baseball. Every year is Trout's next year. I mean, listen, I heard the radio station today that I listened to here, a local sports station, saying how they were talking about Embiid, and they said Tatum wins the MVP this year. And no. I'm like, okay. I mean, Shooting guards don't win MVPs. It's, it has nothing to even do with that. Shooting guards don't win MVPs. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that. he's not really a shooting guard, though, is he? Yeah, he doesn't ball yeah. handle. That's play positionless. He's sort of like a small forward center. We'll play By the way, actually, basketball. He, his passing yesterday was a lot better. Some of his kids drew dr- dr- crapped like, on Tatum. He had some very nice facilitating moves. That team, I don't like the Celtics. I don't like Boston teams, but the Yankees can win the World Series, so I could uh, – whatever it is, what it is. Um, he, Tatum looked good. The team looks good. They all filled their roles. Like Horford doesn't need to score. He plays good defense. He's team leader. Marcus Smart, you know I'm a fan of Smart. The guy, he's there's nothing fake about him except his green hair now. I mean, he he plays the role he needs to play. He doesn't have to score 30 unless they need him to score 30, and he can. 
they're so inconspicuous that team, but like they they really just know their roles and they don't have weaknesses. And now they have like Malcolm Brogdon, which is like he's 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 like playing uh, what's that game? Pop a uh, shot. Pop so a shot. Like, like, he literally yeah. looks like his shooting is pop a shot and the, he doesn't miss. It's yeah. It's, you would think a weakness of that team would be a big inside offensive player like an MB to exploit them, but they play good team defense and they pester him. You know, I would I would say that they are a good matchup against Golden State unless Golden State brings Wiseman along and he can really cause some problems inside because they don't really have anybody else who can who can do that. Draymond Pester. The, the, the thing is, like, you know, in that in that crunch time, the I think you can get under their skin. Like the Smart gets under people's skin, but like I think Tatum and Brown, I think they can get easily like riled up. You know, so but you're older. We'll see. I was impressed by them. It's one game, you know, it's one game. They're at home. It's nothing. But Tatum was making difficult shots. I got to give the kid credit. You know, I've not been a huge Tatum, you know, investor and pricing and the whole deal. I have said, you know, I'd be a sell on Tatum. Um, I like some of his cards, though. I mean, some of the flawless stuff's nice. I like the green parallels on Prism for him because nobody wants to buy them, but they're a really cool looking color yeah. match. You know, like I like certain Tatum, you know, buys that are out there. Um, the West one to eight, I don't know. The East one to eight, I don't know. So what I'm gonna do is we're 24 minutes in. We don't want to go more than a half an hour because people want to, you know, they want a nice quick hitter. But you wanted to give analysis on basketball, and I didn't let you yesterday. So <laughs> so it's one to you eight. You read Joseph Whiting's comment. Yes, Joseph Whiting's the man. I love that guy. He comments on every one of our YouTube videos. We do watch that stuff, guys. We do pay attention. Um. You know, and as we're recording, the Phillies have a four-three lead. It was four-two. Juan Soto is up with first and third, and one out. It is crunch wow. time here. It is crunch time here. Hey, so, I posted all my NBA updates. I so saw them. Comment on the story. Uh, Wait, comment on the post. No, no, don't don't give me one team that no one's talking about in each conference that you think. Can I'm not saying they're going to. I was going to hold you. Can surprise to the upside. Either a team that that everyone expects to be in the five to eight range, but will finish in the one to four, or a team that people are expecting to finish outside of the playoffs, but may actually sneak in. Like last year, you were the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies finished much higher than anybody thought, except you. You know, everybody else thought they'd be a bottom bottom half of the of the Western Conference playoffs, and you had them right up there in the top. Give me one team. Give me a team that people are not as high on as they should be. I mean, I think the Clippers. I, honestly, fuck the Nets. The Nets. The Nets are gonna are really, really, really well positioned. They, they, they were able to ride all of their egotistical drop. Like you know, when you have an abusive relationship, right? And either yep. verbally, physically abusive. In the beginning, it's all good. You just have crazy, crazy stuff, and then it's like, what did I just get into? And if you're able to ride that, you're like, well, this is just normal life now. Exactly. So for them, they're all crazy. They just embrace it. They're like, let's just ride this till the wheels fall off. And fingers crossed, maybe that's in two years. So I think they're the ones that could upside to the – they could surprise to the upside way more than anybody else because they're stacked with talent. And Ben Simmons fits that roster really well. They could surprise to the upside more than anybody. I agree. I agree. I mean, 50-something wins, I think, for that team. So who the heck knows? 
Soto, double or, down the line, tie game. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.